Sunday again. Maybe it's going to be the new day for the podcast releasing. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, probably, though, it will be from Sunday from now on, just because there's not a whole lot to talk about. But as the title of this podcast does indeed suggest, I'm going to Canada. Very exciting news, but I'll get on to why a little bit later it's not as exciting as you may think. There's going to be a lot to talk about in this episode from current restrictions, uh, why I'm going to Canada, my reasons behind officially booking, and so much more. If you are not following me on Twitter, this will come as a shock to you. You may not actually be aware that I'm heading there, especially if you're coming from the YouTube channel or you typically just listen to podcasts. Uh, But I do announce my flights prior to going on them over on Twitter. You're more than welcome to follow that. As always, I want to begin by taking a look at some of the reviews. Now, there's a review I missed from Max. He's in Germany. Now, this was deleted, so I'm not sure if you deleted this, Max. I don't even know if you're listening to this, but I just wanted to say thank you very, very much uh, for writing that review. As always, if you want to leave a review, it's greatly appreciated, and I will definitely read it out in one of the podcast episodes. He just goes on to say, I really enjoy listening to your podcast, especially as gaming background, as your voice is one of the most beautiful I've ever listened to, and I appreciate how much work you put into these podcasts, especially for me as a German. It helps me a lot uh, better in pronouncing English and understanding it. I'm also enjoying the private part at the beginning of every podcast, as it makes me uh, be able to know more about you and also to understand your situation. I really hope you are reading this, although I know how hard it is to find these reviews. I wish you the best and stay safe. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad that you're able to listen to this and it's able to help you with your English pronunciation. Um, even if it's just a little bit, that is great to hear. Uh, yeah, I did find this review a bit late, I'll admit. I think you posted this in, I believe, maybe June and it's been deleted now, so I'm not sure if you're still listening, but if you are, thank you very, very much. Also, a big shout-out to Megan, who I believe has a couple of the DJ's Aviation plane stickers that were released on, I believe, airplanesticker.com. I had did a collaboration with them a couple of years ago, and we released a bunch of stickers, and she has a couple. In fact, she's promoting them on the back of her phone to school, so thank you very much for doing that, and I know she listens to the podcasts I believe every single one and watches every single video avidly. So thank you very much for the support. I hope you enjoy this one and I hope you enjoy your stickers. So yeah, let's get on to the podcast at hand. I am going to Canada at the end of December and through to January. Now this is something I have somewhat touched on in previous podcasts. Now that being, well, mostly the ones where I was talking about Australian borders. And I believe I talked about it last podcast where we discussed Australian borders opening up somewhat. Um, I've made the decision to book the flights. Now, this was something I was not going to do until I had confirmation that I'd be able to leave. But uh, on further inspection, the flights are selling out. So you're left in that sort of pickle where if you don't book the flights, by the time something may be announced, um, there's going to be nothing left. And I needed to book pretty much as soon as possible to link in with accommodation because this was one of the problems I was talking about in previous episodes. Um, For anyone that is unaware, I'm currently residing in Australia. I know some people will be like, well, weren't you in London? I was, but I'm now back in Australia. Um, And I'm located in the state of Victoria, which just actually surpassed, I believe, a place in Argentina for now being the most locked down city or state in the world. So that's a a lovely achievement, uh, to say the least. And we're still reporting our record cases daily in Australia. So it's it's clear to see that that definitely worked. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm in Victoria and that we have some of the uh, toughest restrictions right now. We've had probably the hardest restrictions, I think, for the entirety of the pandemic. However, one of the biggest things to report is that we're storming along with the vaccination rates. 
as part of the government plan that was outlined by the Prime Minister, when states hit 80% double dose, um, international travel will resume for permanent residents to come and go, meaning if I was stuck overseas, I'd be allowed to come back to Victoria as a double vaccinated citizen with no caps. And it would also mean that where I am now in Victoria, I'd be allowed to leave to countries and come back as I please, just with home quarantine of seven days. But I have to be fully vaccinated to do so. At the moment, with the high rates of vaccination, my state is meant to hit 80% November 2nd. So November 2nd is the date that is being said for when we will hit 80% double dose. I am booked in for after Christmas to fly to Canada. So one would like to think that uh, if everything is stuck to the plan, I will be able to go, but I don't remain uh, very hopeful with that given my... A uh, string of bad luck, you could say, that's been going on for probably the past 18 months. But we can only hope. Look, we can only hope. So I just wanted to go on my flights. A lot of people will be very, very curious as to where I'm flying, who I'm flying with, uh, and everything like that. I'm not going to give the specific dates and times, but I will say my route there is going to be going through Los Angeles. Now, I'm flying with Qantas as well. Uh, that's not a choice. I didn't I don't necessarily want to be flying with Qantas. I didn't really want to give Qantas my business, if I'm being completely honest. But once again, the way borders are being reopened here, it's favouring Qantas. You'll probably have seen the uh, longest, the record flight that happened a couple days ago. They're definitely on a PR spin at the moment after quite a difficult 18 months. Um, And the reopening of somewhat borders is definitely being done to aid Qantas. And I mean, that's expected, but it's definitely frustrating. I I would have preferred to fly with, and I know this might sound ridiculous, but I would have preferred to fly with like Singapore or even Qatar. Uh, They were cheaper, but unfortunately, I can't guarantee that they're going to go ahead, especially with Qatar's high rate of cancellations. It's it's simply too risky when, um, if people are unaware, I'm going there to see my partner. So it's like, if my flight's cancelled, it's not a sort of thing of where I can just go another day. It needs to be on that day. And unfortunately, I feel like my safest bet is flying with Qantas. So I will be flying from Melbourne to Los Angeles on a Qantas Boeing 787. Now, that's actually... Uh, it's, the flight's been rejigged, so re- like the time has changed. Previously, uh, QF93 departed in the morning around about, I think, 10 a.m. out of Melbourne. It now departs from... Uh, sorry, it now departs at 11.25pm. So where it was in the morning, it now leaves pretty much at midnight. So it's a red-eye flight. I'll be going through to Los Angeles. However, I arrive technically the same day I departed because of uh, the time difference and time zones. I'll be arriving into Los Angeles at 6.45pm. Now from there, it's with American Airlines, which will be my very first flight with American Airlines. So I am pretty excited to do that. Uh, it'll be Los Angeles to New York JFK. Again, I've never been to New York. Uh, although it's just a layover, I am still pretty excited. That'll be on an Airbus A321 for anyone that is curious. My plan is to... We'll see, here's the bit of the, the difficult thing with all of this. I really want to document the trip as a trip report, not a podcast. However, a lot of my flights are red eyes, which is, is going to typically be hard, I feel like, for me to be able to do anything Uh, especially the Los Angeles to New York route, which, like I said, I'm leaving at 11 p.m. LA time and I'm going to arrive at 7 a.m. in the morning. And we're looking at winter when it's basically the shortest days of the year when it comes to lighting. So basically, it's it's a red eye. And um, I'm a bit concerned how on earth I'm going to be able to record anything if, you know, I need to be sleeping or uh, it's going to be quite difficult but I'm, I'm going to try and at least do the Melbourne-Los Angeles one, and then maybe I'll focus more so on doing it coming back, because I believe those ones, my, my flight times are a little bit better. I have a long layover in New York, 
no matter which way I actually looked of it, looked at it, I was always going to have a long layover in New York. I think I have about eight or nine hours in New York. Now, I would love to be able to uh, step outside the airport and have a look at the city for a couple of hours, but I believe with visa restrictions and COVID, I'm not sure how possible that will be. Also believe I'll need to be tr- uh, transiting from different terminals, so I'll need to do further investigation on that, but I would absolutely love to do that. Um I'll keep you updated, though. I'll completely keep you updated. Best bet, though, like I said, is I'll put that news, if I can, on Twitter, and then maybe I'll do some spotting or whatever it may be. But no promises, because most likely I'm going to be sat in the terminal. From New York, I'm going to Montreal, just an hour and a half flight, which is pretty excited. Uh, That is going to be on an Embraer 175, although uh, for my New York to Montreal flight, it doesn't seem like that flight number's been flying for some time, so I'm a bit confused, I'm not going to lie, at the schedule of this. Like I said, I do understand a lot about avi- a lot about aviation part of me, but even sometimes I get a little bit confused, especially when you know I'm looking at a one-hour flight, and I'm not going to lie, it's hard to keep up with everything. So um, upon further research, it's all been a bit confusing. Now, coming back, I'll be coming back in January, uh, and that will be Montreal to Chicago, so a bit of a different route there. It'll be on board a, a, a CRJ700, uh, pardon me. Uh, then we're looking at Chicago to Los Angeles. But see, these will be day flights, so I feel like I'm going to be more inclined to um, record these ones. And the Chicago to Los Angeles will also be on a Airbus A321, a four-hour, 20-minute flight. And then, once again, we have Los Angeles to Melbourne. I've only been able to reserve seats for the Qantas flights, and uh, flights uh, seats are selling out on the Qantas ones. Like I said, one of the main reasons I booked with the huge risk involved and I had to book the um the flex whatever the fair type is where you can get cancellations because obviously it's very risky for me to be booking and it's a lot of money that you, you're I mean I'm not gonna lie um it's a lot of money that's gonna go and I feel like even if these flights are cancelled I know it's gonna be a very much uphill battle to try and get my money back whether that's gonna take months or if I only get a refund um I'm not confident in getting my money back even though I've done the flex fare or whatever the fare saving option is where you get all the cancellation rights just because I know how slow Qantas can be with all of this and also I know that in the past Qantas has offered flights that they can't fulfill and then people have booked and then it's been an absolute nightmare and people have waited seven eight months for their refunds to come through it's a lot of money to be waiting on to come back so let's just keep our fingers crossed Um, but yeah so I've managed to book the seats on the Qantas flights. I'm on the window seat towards the rear end of the aircraft, but I believe I may have a wing view. That was purely done for the trip report aspect. As for my flights with American Airlines, I've only been able to uh, say I want to be like put on a window seat, so we're just going to have to wait and see where I end up being. Uh, I did a podcast about my experience on a 747, and you may recall that I requested a window seat that time and got put on an aisle seat, but then I managed to change last minute. Uh, I don't think it's a guarantee that I've said I want a window seat and I'll get one. We'll just have to wait and see. Those are my flights. Um, It was cheaper to fly with Qatar Airways and I did want to book, but it's too risky. Like I said, it's way too risky um, to be booking with them at this point, maybe in two years, but definitely not now when you have a lot riding on needing to get to your said destination. So hopefully if everything goes according to plan, I will be in snowy Montreal for New Year's. I've never been to Canada, so I'm pretty excited to go and visit take lots of pictures i'm excited to look at the trains and see the sights and and all that kind of stuff um but see at the same time i'm not that excited 
And uh, it's because of the current restrictions. I feel like at the moment, I'm not permitted to travel overseas unless I have an exemption. I don't need to go on about this, but you all understand if you are a regular listener of the podcast that exemptions are near on impossible to get. Uh, Your family could quite literally be in a house fire and they still wouldn't let you leave the country. So me going for three weeks, no chance. Um, I've seen people that were going to university overseas get rejected. So I don't, I don't have high hopes right now. Uh, at the moment, conveniently, and this is very much conveniently, the only state that hasn't really announced its plans regarding international travel is my state. So it just gets better and better. I'm really waiting for some sort of concrete information that from this date we'll be allowed to travel overseas. Qantas has restarted. What part of me? Qantas on its network has announced that from December 18th they will start relaunching flights from Melbourne. But that is just that date's not really. That does that date doesn't mean anything. That that date is previously what the there was a specific act that was uh, with borders being shut and it ceases at that date. But I think they've already extended that about out eight times. So um, it doesn't really mean that that's when it's going to restart. We need I personally need an announcement from the premier or something like that saying from December first we will allow you to go overseas. And when that happens, I think I will be a little bit more. Uh, excited but as as for right now i feel pretty sick thinking about it um because obviously i really want to go you know it's been a very very hard two years um or however long it's been away from my partner since the pandemic and it's it's very frustrating when um you're in a country that uh, sort of wants to be like a hermit so i'm just hoping that something changes and i'm hoping that i can enjoy a cup like three weeks or so away and just being able to relax um Obviously, it makes it very hard for work, as, as you may or may not know. The podcast, DJ's Transport, my main channel, which is DJ's Aviation, it's all me. There ain't anyone else. Um, it makes it quite difficult when I book a holiday. And my work can be done everywhere, but I'm not going to lie. I don't want to be working 10 hours a day when I'm in Montreal. So there needs to be a lot of pre-planning. So on top of the three videos I sometimes make a day, I need to be doing videos for three weeks. So there's a lot of added stress that comes with ever trying to go anywhere because I don't have like a team behind me. I can't afford to be doing that. Um, and I don't really think a, a YouTube channel is sustainable enough in a sense of it can change at a moment's notice to have a team behind you. And that's a lot of responsibility that I simply can't and do not want to be undertaking. So uh, with that, I've got to try and organize the content for three weeks. And I'll, I'll argue, I think I've already got about five scripts written for the main channel and second channel combined. And obviously, I'll definitely have a lot of train spotting that will come out on the second channel as they're a bit easier to make. But see, the problem is, is that I could spend a week, a solid week of just preparing content for like the two channels and um, my flight gets cancelled and I've, I've run myself into the ground. And then at the end of it, I'm sort of still sat in my bedroom at 2am and I'm like, well, that, that went well. So there's a lot of unknown. I mean, even to the point of... Uh, buying warm clothes to go to Canada when it's going to be like minus 20. Um, I can't really spend that money because I don't even know if I'm going yet. So yeah, some clarity would be brilliant on the situation. Obviously, I am double vaccinated. I've been double vaccinated for quite a while now, despite still being in uh, like the toughest restrictions there are. Uh, But we can only hope, hey, we can only hope. Um, I'm just going to go through else what I've got here. That's basically the situation. I mean, New South Wales will be opening up next month, next month, like November 14th. And like I said, we're hitting the rates that are needed to open up November 2nd. 
I don't think that would mean we would open November 14th, but look, we're, we're looking for a date before Christmas. That's all I'll say. So keep your fingers crossed that we get that date before Christmas. But like I said, it's going to be completely unknown. I really hope I can go because I'd love to bring you guys trip reports. I'd love to talk about stuff in podcasts. I'd love to once again explain to you, hey, this is what the transit's like at Los Angeles. This is what you can expect from it. Um, flying Qantas Long Haul, I haven't done. When was the last time I flew Qantas Long Haul? To London. Um, I'm very interested to, to try Qantas Long Haul again, especially now when they're resuming their services. I want to see if it's any different. Personally, I've never been the biggest fan of Qantas. Um especially with their long haul service i've always thought it's just okay there's nothing i mean for the price you're paying which is usually a hell of a lot more than other airlines i've never thought that the service or the quality was ever justified um but i'm very i'm very excited to try out the 787 again i've flown that's something i'll definitely need to be doing i need to update my flight radar i've got to include two more flights no three more or two more i think three more flights um which is like a diary of all the flights i've taken I flew, I've flown the 787 twice with Qantas, albeit one was actually three times. Two, two of them were um, Melbourne to Sydney, and then Sydney to Melbourne, and then the other one was London to Perth. Uh, I think London to Perth is the longest flight I've done. Yes, it is. It's the longest flight I've done, and I think that really cemented my decision and my viewpoint that I will always prefer a stopover. Uh, I think that's one of those things of where some people will agree with me and some people will definitely disagree with me. It's You always get a very much mixed reaction. But personally, I'm a person that will always prefer a stopover. So that means if I'm flying from Melbourne to London, I will prefer to stop over at Singapore or Dubai. That's just something that I think is my own personal preference. I will argue, though, if you put me in a business class seat, I probably wouldn't care because you're lying down. And I, I find that's probably the best way to fly ultra long haul but i think if you're squashed in economy uh, personally for me 18 or 17 hours is, is not great that's why i'm very interested to see how project sunrise pans out obviously there's now reports that Qantas is moving ahead with project sunrise again with like a, a goal for 2024 i mean uh, australia would need to stop being a hermit country for that to actually happen by 2024 which right now with so many states opposing it seems unlikely um I think one of the concerning things about being in Australia, and, and I'll get on to like, the, the struggles of being back here, but I think one of the concerning things that I've always seen is a lot of states are hitting, are saying even if we hit 90% double vaccinations, we're not going to open up. Like We think it's too risky. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a health expert, but part of me thinks that's very scary because if you're going to hit that rate and the whole I thought the whole point of vaccines was to try and help us get back to normal life if you're hitting that rate and still refusing to allow any sort of freedom when when is it ever going to come do you know what i mean like new south wales congratulations to the people in new south wales i be, i don't know if he's listening but he's a a user in our discord server kangaroo or manu if you are listening to this i know he's out of lockdown now so uh congratulations enjoy your freedom um but but yeah, so it's it's very concerning to see how it's, it feels very disjointed in Australia, and I guess that leads me on to my point of the struggles of being back in Australia. Um, it's been hard, like it's been really really hard, and I think that's not something I'll often dive into. I like, I mean, how do I put it? I don't really like talking about how I feel. Let's be honest, I really hate that, and I always try and sort of keep it upbeat. But if sometimes my struggles slip in, I do apologize for that. It's it's not always my intent, but in this sense. It's been really hard because I feel like, well, since I've gotten back, it's been like in lockdown and I think trying to get 
adjusted back to a location that didn't make you happy. So if people uh, people are unaware, Australia has been a place that, yes, it's my home, but I've never really felt comfortable here. It's people my age I don't really fit in with. I've never had really any friends, no outlets. It's It's been very lonely. And I think when I was in the UK, I finally had a lot of things that I'd never experienced before and I loved it. And it definitely improved. I mean, bar the, the lockdowns, it definitely improved my mental health and definitely made me happier and obviously met new friends and we shared common interests, which is something I've never been able to find here. Uh, so to come back and obviously not wanting to be here and coming back to, I feel like, a state that's just been on fire. I mean, if you want to check the news for yourself, you could probably type in Victoria and I think you could have a look at just how much of a mess it's been. It's been it's been really bad. I mean, I've seen people that haven't worn a mask literally get bashed by police, but then our Premier doesn't wear a mask and gets a small fine. It's been really, really bad here. Just take a look at the news. We're, we're a laughing stock. And I think that element of also, I've been in lockdown since I've arrived, so I haven't really been outside. I do work night shift for anyone that's curious. Um, I know a lot of people will be like, when on earth do you sleep? Well, why? It's like 3 a.m. in Australia. What are you doing? I work night shift. I work night shift for my work and the channels and the podcast. Um, I do everything on UK and US time. So being asleep when everyone's awake, i.e. everyone that most people that watch my channel when the aviation industry is awake, like if I'm asleep then it's not really good. And uh, I always try and be awake then. And that's, I think, one of, one of the benefits when I was in the UK was I was able to live a normal normal life, if you will. Um, but yeah, so it's been, it's been difficult. I'm hoping that we get some sort of freedom soon, uh, even though I won't really have that much to do. It'd just be nice to be able to, as, as dumb as it sounds, go and film some trains. Um, I definitely want to go and do that. But yeah, I just think staying inside your room can definitely be... I think when it's been so long as well, you know, we had the lockdowns in the UK and I think when I, when, when we finally were released in, what was it, April in the UK, it finally felt like, not the pandemic was over because I think that's very stupid to say that, but it felt like we had finally reached that point where we weren't going to turn back and we were, and I think, I mean, I don't know the complete situation in the UK, but it definitely seems like the restrictions for travel are easier. Um, a couple of people I follow on Twitter are over the moon. Um, I know one person is going to have his wedding in South Africa because South Africa has been taken off the red list along with like 47 other countries. So it definitely seems like they're trying to move forward. But you, when, when that, you had that positiveness and for once I was like, oh my God, it feels great. Fresh air even. Very underrated fresh air. Very, very underrated. I absolutely love some good fresh air. And uh, yeah, so it's definitely... It's definitely hard, but hey, we move on. Smile on your face. Keep making videos, even if sometimes it's draining and I don't feel up to it. But we've got to keep going. That's that's the main thing. And hopefully, as a reward, I'll be able to go to Montreal. If I can't go to Montreal, I don't really know what I'll be doing. I'll probably be crying for a week straight. <laughs> so let's keep our fingers crossed because that's the only thing keeping me going right now is being able to go there for New Year's. Um, I'm desperate to see my partner, so let's just hope... Uh, thank you to everyone that listens to these podcasts. Um, I know full well they're not that interesting anymore, and I do apologize. I sincerely apologize. Uh, doing my best, but unfortunately, there's only so much I can do when, uh, like I said, we're in a, lo- a stay-at-home order. Uh, I went to the supermarket a couple of days ago. That was fun. <laughs> I bought some apples and pasta. Um, other than that... I'm trying to think what else there is to actually report. 
Nothing really. Um, I bought Fi- the new FIFA game. I haven't played FIFA. If people are unaware, FIFA is like the football game on the PlayStation, Xbox and stuff. I haven't played FIFA in years, so I thought I'll, I'll bite the bullet and I'll buy the game. Um, I've got it on the PlayStation 4. Um, I don't have the PlayStation 5. I'm not going to get that. Um, and oh, the Korea, I was playing a couple of Koreas and they keep corrupting. So I have to restart every like four days. The Korea corrupts. So no matter how many hours I've spent playing it, it all corrupts and I've got to start again. Still been watching Formula One for anyone that likes Formula One. Um, other than that, it's been full guns blazing with work. If I'm being completely honest, I've been making almost, well, not so much in the past couple of days because I've, I've just been absolutely exhausted, but Previously, I was making three videos a day, which is a lot. Um, I used to only make one video a day, but now I'm, I've been making three across like my two channels, um, and it's tiring. It's very, very tiring. They're long days, and it's a lot of. It's very demanding doing the same thing every single day. And I try, and it's funny. I try and take either Saturday or Sunday off, and it never works because um, I end up getting in this rut. I'm like, I can't take a day off. It's really bad, to be honest. I don't understand what's wrong with me, but. Um, I try and take a day off and I'm like, no, no, just take this Saturday, watch uh, if the football's on or watch Formula One or just have a nice a nice day to relax. Um, but by two hours later, I'm writing scripts. Last Saturday, for anyone that was curious, was meant to be my day off. I ended up writing six video scripts because I was going crazy. I'm like, I won't make a video, but I'll write six scripts. And I was just on a, ma- a mad run of writing stuff, so... It's bad, but I need to learn to take some breaks, like a day or two here or there. Other than that, there's nothing really to say. Um, I will continue to keep you updated regarding the trip to Montreal, if it happens, if it doesn't happen. The best place, though, to get frequent updates will be Twitter. I'll say that again. We actually surpassed 12,000 followers, and GE Aviation noticed me. Well, they follow me, but they uh, they quoted a picture of mine because I post uh, like plane spotting images on there, and that was pretty cool. Um, because I haven't really had aircraft manufacturers or engine manufacturers notice me. So that was cool, even though it's not really noticing me, and they don't know who I am, but it, it was just cool that they um, they quoted one of my pictures and said, like, looks really awesome, look at those engines. And I was like, I agree. I definitely agree. That was a welcome sight. Um, I finished watching Squid Games, or Squid, Squid Game, pardon me, on Netflix. Uh, thought it was good, had its ups and downs. Um, I know that's a very popular show. I know a lot of people have been talking about that. It's different. So, I mean, if you're looking for something to watch, I definitely recommend going and, and watching that if you have any spare time. As for that, that's it, really. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Like I said, a big shout out to Megan if you're listening to this with your stickers on the back of your phone. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. And also a big thanks to Max from Germany for your review of the podcast. Uh, thanks to anyone that's currently listening to this live in the Discord server. If you are not in our community Discord server, you're more than welcome to do so and join. Uh, the vanity URL is in the show notes, but otherwise the invite link is just discord.gg forward slash aviation. We're, we're, we're partnered with Discord, so if you're not sure what that means, it means like we're an officially partnered server that we have a bunch of perks because we're partnered. Uh, and they sent me stickers and a hoodie, so why not join? It's a good community. I think yesterday we had like 15,000 messages, so it's active if you want to chat about planes or F1 or gaming or school. I mean, it's a place, it's a great place, and I'm very proud of it as a community. Um, of course, it has its ups and downs like everywhere, but it's great that for the most part, everyone's kind, caring, supportive with each other, friendly, and just down to have a nice time and chatting to each other, which is, I guess, all you really want out of a Discord server, isn't it? You just want it as a nice place 
for your community and even if they're not a part of your community for just people that randomly find the server and just want to have a chat with people that's that's one of the best things about it uh like i said join you can be a part of these live recording sessions uh we do game nights where we do like aviation quizzes which are always fun with prizes and much much more thanks once again for listening i'll be back next week hopefully with some positive news regarding my trip uh if there's none of that it will be a solid aviation and news-based episode taking a look at developments within our industry take care be safe enjoy what's left of your weekend or if you're in australia enjoy your monday uh, and i'll see you next time bye bye